Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Tired and Tested Podcast. Enjoy the safe play zone over half an hour of laughs and the occasional little moan. Normal life and all this strife is what we like to speak. Things like saggy boobs and hangovers that last a freaking week. From perky tits to kill and knits a snack, bitch, when I'm dead. I'm realizing the parenting is just living in bumworm dread. Happy listening to the podcast. So hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the Tired and Tested podcast. It is me, Sophie McCartney, who is exceptionally tired and freaking tested this morning. And I've only got bloody Lucy with the fringe with me, who I believe is also quite tired and tested. We're very on trend this morning, babes. Very on trend. Morning. Living and breathing that brand. Oh my goodness. I, I'm so, so glad that this is, um, that this is audio because I've got a great face for a podcast this morning. Oh my goodness, just horrendous. And when we came on and our producer was like, right, let's turn up the res of our videos. HD, everyone. It wasn't the morning. Wasn't the morning for HD, Luce, was it? Was not. Oh my goodness. Babe, could... you still look great. You look great, darling. I, I don't. I'm also, um, because absolute podcasting tech wizard that I am, couldn't find my proper headphones. So I've stolen Jack's gaming headphones. So I look like an eight-year-old fortniter now, even though he is nearly 11. <laughs> and I can't. I just have no recollection, actually, which child is the right age anymore. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I just look like I should be going like, oh, Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, like break in. Uh, uh, like my skin. Have you got any more V-Bucks? Uh, uh. That's what you think. I think you look like a teenager trying to be Britney or Madonna, but doesn't oh. have the right headgear. Do, and who has also got a sideline in air traffic control as well. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? You know, you see those memes, it's like when you've got a show at eight, but you've got to do your air traffic control before something, you know, when you do like, that's what it is. Yeah, so sorry guys, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna have to break away and um just land an EasyJet at Liverpool Airport. Just hold the phone. So I've just had a, so I've just had a message that's just popped up on my phone from my husband saying they arrived? Question mark. I have been so angry at my husband this morning. Like it's quite early in the day. What time is it, Aaron? It's twenty past ten in the morning. It's quite it's quite early still to be this livid with your husband. But um, Steve, do you know what he did? And this is his favourite pastime. It's his absolute. Favorite favorite thing to do oh hang on siri's piping up fuck off siri i'm not talking to you (laughs) okay good right noted um (laughs) my favorite my husband's favorite thing to do right is to go to work with both sets of our car keys (laughs) and leave me abandoned in our home with no means of breaking out of my house and getting back in again and no means of getting anywhere by vehicle, which was absolutely fucking fantastic when I realized at half past eight this morning that this is what he had done. Nate was going to the childminders and we were late as well. We were having a late 
morning because Chops wasn't well in the night. So I'd been awake all night. I also seem to be the only person in my house that is capable of setting an alarm as well. So my alarm was going off because I was so bloody tired. I was just sleeping through. I was just continually hitting snooze. I actually think I was having a lovely dream where I was in The Bachelor um, and I was competing. Oh. I know. I know. But do you want to know who The Bachelor was? I feel Go on. Go on. Um, Go on. Bradley, our personal trainer, the bachelor. <laughs> and I was trying to compete to go on a date with him. Anyway, backtrack. I digress. I digress. We'll come back. We'll come back to my weird bachelor dream. Hang on. This, this is the man. This is the man that you send semi naked pictures to every week and you're having naughty dreams about him being well, a hang on. suitor. Hang on. Um, it wasn't very naughty. We were on a very picturesque, like, hilltop potentially South Africa. He was sat on a lovely piece of rattan garden furniture. Um, and, and, <laughs> and I was trying to impress him. And I don't know with what, um, because there really wasn't really much that I've got in my skill set that I could, I could uh, use to impress him. So, but anyway, but that, that was the general crux of the dream. Like nothing naughty had happened. Nothing wasn't like, it wasn't the flashback to the rock. Yeah. It was <laughs> anyway so I'm just snoozing I'm just snoozing hoping that Brad's gonna pick me to be his uh his, his bride on The Bachelor side note I messaged him the other day about coming onto the podcast to be a guest and he's up for it I feel almost feel sorry for him already I feel really sorry for because he always said to me he messaged me back and he was like yeah so if that'd be brilliant I reckon I could give some really useful advice and I was like mm. I went, I was he's like, never listened does he yeah no I went you could um <laughs> I said, but also I'm going to make you do an urban dictionary. Um, and, uh, anyway, should we get him on anyway. in January to get give give us all some yes, nice? Give us all a little year, bit. Yeah, we don't want him in. De- we don't want him in no. December, do we? Nobody yeah. wants him in December. Yeah. Everyone just wants a picky bit tea, don't they? In December, nobody <laughs> needs that. I digress. So I was having a lovely dream about maybe marrying my personal trainer, um, and I'm snoozing through my alarm. Wake up, and it is 18 minutes past eight. Um, my children and I need to leave the house at half past eight to get to school on time. It was like an episode of Home Alone. I was like, we've done it again. Because whenever, I mean, this does happen quite often with Nate not like towing the line with fucking sleeping through. And so, but it is always 18 minutes past eight. And I don't know whether this is my body's internal alarm that goes, fuck Sophie, this is the absolute latest that you can take the piss in terms of getting up to get your kids ready for school. None of the kids had breakfast. Nobody was allowed breakfast. Everybody had to have a brioche in the car and they were basically just kicked out carbs curbside by Steve. So obviously he, t- he took them. He took the big two, left me to handle with Nate. They had their brioches in the car, kicked out the school gates for um, Jack to walk Evelyn to her door because otherwise if Steve had got out he would have had to do the iPad of shame what's the iPad of shame and well in our school if you're late right you have to go via the office there's the iPad of shame that you have to sign your child in to so it's not just the case that you can just kick them through the door you have to like be properly late and you have to sign them in and then you have to give the reasons for why they were late and Evelyn's always standing there going is there one for sleeping in mommy and I'm like no there's not is that one for sleeping? Not sleeping. I was like, there's also <laughs> not one for a baby who doesn't sleep through the freaking night either. 
But mummy, we were still trying to wake you up for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> mummy, why is there a bottle of tequila next to your bed? There is actually a legit bottle of tequila next to my bed at the moment, but just because it came out of my hand. But anyway, so Steve's kicked them out at the curb. I've then gone to get Nate ready, got him ready to get him up to the childminders for nine because she was going out with all the other children. Realised that Steve's got the freaking car keys. Then I've called him and he's tr- he's tried blagging to me. He's driving to work. He's like, I haven't got them, babe. I've, I only picked up two sets. I'm like, Steve, check your other fucking pocket. And he's like, I haven't got them, babe. I, oh, yeah, no, sorry. I'm not like, ah, I'm absolutely ballistic. Just to clarify, because some listeners might be getting quite confused, you have two cars and he had both sets of keys. Yeah, so what we do is because we chop and change the cars, so depending on who gets home first and blocks the other person in, with the other person then just whoever needs to get out first. So we just have each other's car keys. Oh man, anyway, so I got so cross at him so early in the morning that he had to enlist somebody in his building at work to drive all the way out to me, 45 minutes away to bring me my car keys they've just so they have just arrived that's why sorry long long ashore of it he's just messaged to say have they arrived yes they have thanks steve they've now got do you know here. what though i would be buzzing if i if if i walked into work and my boss was like rather than doing all that boring work would you just go into do an hour and a half round trip to drop these keys off i'll be like yes i will yes, i'm gonna put my favorite podcast on tied and tested with <laughs> sophie mccartney and i'm gonna listen to two episodes back to back email over from emily and she has sent us an email called omphalophobia that's oh, the title i think i know and she is. has said hi there i love the podcast heart oh thanks emily. Uh, thanks emily i have a slightly strange question for you how much of pregnancy and parenting do you have to deal with belly buttons I have oh. an intense phobia. I have an intense phobia of belly buttons. I hate seeing them. Touching a belly button makes me feel sick. The outy belly buttons also make me queasy. What do you think? Oh, right. Well, it's not what I thought. It's not what I thought. It's, it's not, not, not the one where you're just generally scared of holes, that one. Is that what that was? That's trypophobia. That's oh, what I thought. Oh, right. That's that, that's that one. You don't like, no, yeah. you don't like little oh, holes. Ugh. I don't I Like don't natural that one. little holes, like sponge or... Like any sort of, um, I remember once seeing some mould grow on something and it was all little dots. And I was like, Ooh! like it's so weird. Really so, weird. So weird. So okay, weird. so it's not, but, but it's not yeah, that. So that's, no, it's is, not that. This is like a legit fear. Well, I would say um, you, you're going to encounter quite a few belly buttons um, as, as a parent. Probably your first major parenting experience is going to be the belly button. Because remember the umbilical cord. So I, I, I don't mind belly buttons. I tell you what I don't like. I don't like my belly button being poked. Like I don't like it. If Steve, I mean, and this is like not like a weird sexual thing. It's like an urban it's dictionary. Like, <laughs> every hole's a goal. It's not like he's like just been fingering my belly button for several kids or something. Like sometimes as well, the kids will stick their fingers in my belly button, but I've got quite a bit of diastasis recti going on uh, after the birth of all of my kids. You stick a finger in that belly button, it's going to suck your whole hand in. You could just, you could tick, you could tickle my spine. Black yeah, <laughs> black hole. <laughs> my, my abdominal wall has just disappeared behind that belly button, just never to be seen ever again. 
So, but that goes through me, the actual touching of my belly. I don't mind looking at them. I had a boyfriend at university who had an outy belly button um, and, he, and he, I had to dump him for it because it knocked me sick. And I don't, and like, he was lovely, but it knocked me sick and I don't know why. But anyway, but then, and then and I kind of felt then in pregnancy that that karma had come back for me because of my outy belly button situation throughout most of my pregnancy. I was like, oh my God. This is the universe coming back to say, fuck you, Sophie, for judging the outies. But um, yeah, the belly buttons. So like, um, they, they, I'd forgotten how minging the post-birth umbilical cord, like baby belly button situation is. Um, and I, I can't remember if I've spoken about this before on here, but you know what? I When Jack's um, umbilical cord fell off, um, I kept it. Yeah, you've 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 already told us this. I've told you this. Um, did you know so that Chris Jenner also did the same? I was watching an episode of Kardashians the other night. She's saying that she kept the umbilical cords. And Chloe, we talk about the Kardashians a lot on here, but Chloe was like telling her how disgusting that she was, and I was like, oh my god, this is this is the closest that I'm going to get to Chris Jenner ever because we both keep weird bits of our children's skin. <laughs> Not Evelyn's though, because the dog ate it, which we yeah, which we have spoken about. But Nate's is somewhere, I think, maybe the third child. I've possibly thrown that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, so I would say parenting. There's a lot of belly button action. You got to got to clean the belly button as well. Oh my god! Also, did this happen to you after you'd given birth? Do you have a really dirty belly button? Like really dirt. Like it was black. My belly button after I gave birth was black. It was. Why? I don't know. Maybe because it was sticking out and it was just attracting more. Oh, did you get an outie as you were pregnant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I didn't get that, you see. Oh, did you not? I'm so jealous. I had a proper outie. Mine stayed in. but I also had the um, the the dark line that goes down your stomach as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You had and it all. I, I it was a, there was a lot going on. Um, but that I didn't realise. Can you can scrub off with a flannel a couple of weeks later? So I was like, look at what's this. the oh. actual? Is it just a dirty mark? It's just like a big, like a big dirty mark. <laughs> the skin just comes off after you've given birth. But you can proper scrub it off with a flannel. Yeah. What the and, fuck? And like it was like, and my belly button was the same, but I just had to keep scrubbing it and scrubbing it. So that line that goes down is just basically like a line of crud. Was, <laughs> I don't think that's the official medical term for it. Well, after I don't you've given understand. birth, it stays well. I don't know. Maybe this was just me. I don't know. Maybe one of the other bigger kids drew Sharpie <laughs> on me in the night and I didn't realize. Maybe that was what it was. <laughs> That's weird. So back to Emily, I think mm. to your point, there are there's that you've got your own belly button to deal with. Yeah. The then the, the cord. So were you were you told like waiting for the belly button to fall off is quite quite possibly the worst part of having a new It is. <laughs> I mean there's lots of there's lots of challenges, but waiting for that scab to fall Ooh. off is Yeah. Bleh. And and also with all three of mine, they all had to have IV antibiotics after they were born for various things because they're all freaking difficult. Um, so that apparently keeps the belly button on for longer as well. So we had like weeks of just the scabby, oozy, and you're always worried it's infected. And like it always sit, it always sits in the nappy, isn't it, as well? And it's all wet and like gooey and you have to try and keep it on the outside of the nappy but then the clip catches and you're always worried that you're going to accidentally like rip it off while you're Ugh! so gross I'll always remember my laws telling me that with Elena 
they were told to just be really careful with it. So for about a week, there was, it was just started making this really awful smell, but they were terrified to touch it. And she said that like for a week, they were dealing with this horrendous smell from a newborn baby. And then the midwife came a week later and she was like, oh, and just ripped it off because it was like literally hanging. And so she'd been just walking around with her baby, terrified to touch this absolute skanky rotten bit of flesh um so it is so rotting Emily, flesh isn't it it is it's, ro- it is. Rotting. it's rotting flesh. flesh so Emily, i mean my question is if you go ahead and have a baby what is what, what what's going to happen if you don't like the belly button i, I, don't I mean think, maybe you maybe should avoid having children have kids yeah don't have kids <laughs> if you don't like belly buttons because you're going to see belly buttons a lot they're going to be yeah oh. Like, yeah, just like every, every day you bath your kid, every, every time you change their nappy, there's just a, like a belly button just looking at you, like an extra eye, just like, <laughs> no, it's not yeah, for you, babe. No. This isn't the not life for you. you. It's not for you. <laughs> just have lovely holidays to the Maldives instead. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't know whether this is just my child, um, and maybe yours a bit little for this, but um, I have a hoarder. I have an absolute hoarder in the form of my daughter. <sighs> I went to go into, we've got a playroom. We're lucky that we've got a playroom. In our old house, we didn't. We just had like one room downstairs and then the kitchen and all the shit just used to be everywhere. So at least now in this house, we have a separate room. We can kind of close the door on it. But because we just closed the door on it, we don't keep on top of it. And we try and make her because Jack doesn't use it anymore because he just wants to sit there on his like, iPad or play Lego. He doesn't go in there. So it's all Evelyn's. It's Evelyn's death trap room. And so we try and give her the responsibility. We're like, if you get something out and you put it away, um, she's just like, oh, I would, but I don't fucking want to. So it's just this absolute <laughs> shit tip. You know that these programs, don't you get seen on like Channel 4 where it's like, hoarders at yeah. home. And yeah. Yeah. So Steve just lost the plot yesterday. He's like, he cannot cope. He cannot cope with the rubbish. So all five of us in the playroom of death last night trying to sort it out. Nate's just running around with like knitting needles in his eyes and just like all sorts that she's just left everywhere. And oh my God, trying to throw things away. Like first off, just taking on the playroom in general, right? First off, you should never actually do while your child is awake because anything that you pick up that you know is shit. She hasn't played with it in years. It is a Happy Meal toy. That will be her absolute favorite thing in the whole world. And she's like, no, you can't throw that away. That's my favorite. There's like a headless Barbie and a legless Ken. And she's like, they're my favorites. And I don't know whether she gets this from me because I'm a little bit disorganized. Like, I, I don't know what this is about me. Like, I try so hard to be organized and I am just not. No matter what I do, I can't leave the house on time. I can't, like, I'm not very good at, um, like, tidying. If I try and tidy a room, it would probably take me about two hours to tidy a room. No, two because, days, babes. Well, two maybe, days. You maybe. are such... A faffa, you drive me insane. I I am a faffa, but also I just, I can't get my head, like, so some people have systems, don't they, for tidying. They're like, start at one end and then work their way up and then then it's tidy. I will walk around the room, pick up just random things and then go and have to find the places for the random things and then come back and then find something else random and I get nowhere and she's obviously inherited this from me. When I tell you that I need something from you, I give you two days... (laughs) 
I, I, give, I make sure it's two days before I actually, <laughs> before need, it you actually need it because I know you mm. inside out and I'm like she's not fucking gonna do that today I know so I'm gonna say I need but it by Tuesday I need it by Thursday <laughs> I, I don't want to be like this in life I'd love to be an organized person I just don't have it in me and I don't know whether I'm ever going to officially be a grown-up or whether actually I'm I'm always going to be like Evelyn, like a little secret, like Happy Meal toy hoarder. Like my makeup, I've got concealers and things that are dead. They're dead. But they might have one tiny scrape in. I go, well, I'll just keep that in case I need it. And I don't know what I'm going to need it for. I've got some eyeshadow, I swear, since I've had since 2002. What do you think your oldest piece of makeup is? I've probably got a, oh my God, I'm awful for this as well. I've probably got a bronzer that I dropped on the floor and is now shattered into a million oh, that pieces. Upsets me. That upsets and that's that. And then every time it gets opened, another little bit like falls yeah. out and grows yeah. into my carpet and drives Steve mad. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, that would drive me mad as well. But yeah, I know the playroom, kids three, nearly four. The worst is play dates. Like I'm quite OCD when it comes to tidy, having a tidy house. And then he has a play date and it just goes. And I'm trying really hard to be like fun mum and be like, oh, I'm not an absolute dickhead. But oh. I'm like, oh my God, I start getting itchy. Like there's just shit everywhere. Are you also one of these mums that gets the other kid who's come round to play, to tidy up their own mess? So so out, they'll be like, oh, we'll... No, no. so what I do is say like the other kids and the mum will be like oh right come on come on little joey let's tidy up and i'll be like no 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 you honestly please don't you don't have to deep down i'm like yes fucking tidy, tidy up, up. Fuck but, up. I, yeah. but i would never i would <laughs> but I, I don't i don't i'm like no come on come on lucy talking about tidying away <sighs> i don't know if i can say it oh oh go on <laughs> Go on, share with the group. I'm sweating, I'm sweating. Share with the group. (laughs) I'm sweating. Okay, I'm going to say it really quickly with my eyes closed, okay? Okay, go on. on. So, Jez is home for a very short amount of time. He booked us a night away for my birthday. We went away. Mm. Sophie McCartney forced me to... (laughs) forced me to go to Ann Summers to I buy did. some nice underwear. I've never I done did. this before. I'm such because a rude. You, you, she, she was like, do you have sexy underwear? I was like, yes. And I was like, don't you? And you, she was like, well, I've got a lovely big pair of grey waist-high knickers. I was like, all right, Bridget. I was like, no. I was like, come come on. Come the fuck on, Bridget. Get yourself some nice knickers. Get yourself down right. to Ann Summers. I like life coached her through this. I was on the end of yeah, the phone. Awful. Screenshotting awful. her things from the website. Yes. To sit, I was like, buy this. It's crotchless. You don't have to take your knickers off. It's easier. Just go for a wee through them. So she forces me to Ann Summers. I am in Ann Summers, just like one of the most awkward looking person ever. I mean, the people you get in Ann Summers, just like. Oh, it's a great, it's a great people watching activity. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, and I've been to Ann Summers parties in the past and I've found it so much fun. But it, but it but, is different to watching like some like 50 year old bloke called dave pick out a giant dildo with his wife isn't it Do you know what i mean like it's a different shopping experience it is it is and it's like dark and brothelly and you just feel i just felt dirty <laughs> and the dildos anyway, are all locked away at the end yeah, like, 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 like in a gun cabinet section. yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway i go in i was like literally just like right i'll get that and i'll get that do you try it on no, <laughs> no i don't i don't think you try on the crotchless underwear <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the crotch wouldn't touch anything, but I, th- I still think that's a hard no. Hard a, no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and hard also I was no. like, I really hope nobody, I really, 
really hope nobody attracted one. So anyway, long story short, we go for a lovely night away, come back, and obviously got my my, my aunt summer's bits. And last weekend, they got they got I a good use. They got a good. They got, they got a good they got, airing. Got a good anyway, so come back and Jez's mum was up last weekend. So I was like, Jez, these things are in the wash. Can you make sure that you just sort them out? Because I do not want your mum to see them, whatever you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. Then Tuesday, my mum comes to help with both on Tuesday. <laughs> and then I was, Jez said to me by the that evening, she was like, he was like, I see she'd like been doing her washing and he went, have you seen the clothes era? And I was like, oh. And now Jez's sometimes will like adapt and add like, I was like, is he, has he put in a fancy new air dryer? I was like, no. So I go walking into the utility room like, oh my God, what is it? I turn around and to my utter fucking horror, like literally my ass fell out of my mouth. There is my sex, the entire, the clothes era, era is completely empty. Everything has been taken off it apart from red lingerie <laughs> just hanging there as if to be like i know what you're gonna have to eat little bitch L- little and i was like oh my god from your oh my god i was just oh i'm I like i'm literally like so I, I, i'm so mortified so then i tell i told obviously i was like like dying and i i had I was so tired, it all of a sudden woke me up, I couldn't sleep. And then, but then I was message my friend Lars, and she went, well, to be honest, it's better that she found it on your error than you finding it on her error. Which, like, is, is, which is very true. It is very true. You know, next to her horse riding crop and her spanking paddle. So this, is, this has happened to me also, but the other way round in terms of the mums finding it so um <laughs> Steve's mum's brilliant when she comes to stay she helps me look after the kids when I'm tour and she does all like the washing and ironing and she puts it all away I returned home from tour to find um a questionable piece of underwear neatly folded and put back on my bed <laughs> just like there you go folded ready to go in the drawer to be used again <laughs> It's like, oh no. Ready for Saturday night. Oh, it's just, I don't know what's worse, your mother or your mother in law. I mean, we've not spoken about it, and I'm close to mother in law, but I haven't quite, I haven't quite felt the, uh, after she came to see me at my uh, Lowry gig on Sunday and had to, and had to sit through an hour and a half of me ripping the piss out of her son and our sex life. Um, I haven't quite managed to bring up the underwear with her yet as yet, although it might work its way into a set. But yeah, I haven't managed to, um, to, to broach it. But I actually think that she's possibly just quite pleased about it because, you know, it just means that I'm, I'm keeping sun, sun out, keep, keeping things fresh and I. That was a hor- horrible, horrible moment. It's basically like... You know, my mum now knows I've I've had sex, and um, if she ever brings it up, or she probably is listening to this, Sandra, Sophie forced me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I am. I never have sex. I'm very prude. Sophie, Sophie is a dirty little minx and made me made me go to one summer. I, I made her. Sorry, Sandra. Sorry, Sandra. Sorry, Sandra. Jez, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, speaking of dirty, dirty undies and mucky things, it's Urban Dictionary Corner. Lise, what have you got this week in the corner? Right. Sophie, what do you think a hobosexual is? Oh, Oh, is it somebody that shags um, hobnobs? (laughs) Tell me how you would shag a hobnob. Um, I'd get the packet. I'd get the packet. Uh, I'd probably have to be a man to shag a packet of hobnobs is where I'm thinking. Um, I I imagine it's probably quite difficult if you're a woman, unless you just rub yourself on the packet. I don't know. Unless it's down your belly button. Oh, maybe. Yeah, just just go for it. Um, I would get maybe an apple corer and I would take out the middle of the hobnobs. I would put them on the end of my pencil thick penis and uh and i would then shag the packet of hobnobs oh i feel like that I'm a would dunker. be quite crumb it'd be crumb it would be crumb it would it would be it would be quite crummy it would be quite crummy um i don't have foreskin i don't have foreskin but i imagine crumbs under the skin would be a little akin to like when ladies go to the beach and pick up the whole of the sand in their undercarriage like uh, irritation mm-hmm. yeah so is that mm-hmm. a hobo is that a, ho- a hobo it, 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 a hobo it, it's sexual not. it's not uh, sexual oh do you know what i could just i could do a hobnob not in a sexual way <laughs> i could i could i could i could have a hobnob right now a chocolate hobnob oh yeah. dunked, in, dunked in your coffee oh see i'm i'm not a dunker i have never Are you dunked, not a dunker? No. i've never dunked a biscuit in a hot beverage oh but it would oh. go all soggy it would go all no, soggy but that's and, the point but it'd break off your tiny crumbs the, in your coffee the chocolate, the chocolate kind of goes and melts it's delicious but oh. it's, have you never seen that peter k sketch Duck where it's again. like the, 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 yeah and again the hobnob the hobnob just keeps going <laughs> Yeah, but no, a hobnob is a good good for dunker. I'll tell you what's not a rich tea. A rich tea, it just falls it just dissolves. Mm. Yeah, I you, don't, you don't want to dunk enough a rich substance. tea. No, um, I tell you what, I like dunking is a Kit Kat. Oh, oh fucking you weirdo! Dip it in, and then no, because then what you do is you just suck suck the suck off the chocolate. Off. Yeah, um, I've not had the a way for stays intact. I've not had a Kit Kat in years, and do you know it was always the absolute like golden um, like a th- like pot at the end of the rainbow to it get was. a solid. Kit Kat that didn't have a wafer in. Now, retrospectively, yeah. this was just a chocolate bar. So, actually, if yeah. you wanted that, you could have just bought a chocolate bar and just furious at the fact. Yeah, furious <laughs> at the fact that you've been had because you haven't got a wafer in your Kit Kat. It's a faulty Kit Kat, but a faulty Kit Kat was the best kind. And you, you, you'd bite the end, you'd be like, "Oh, this feels a little bit thicker than oh," and you mm-hmm. bite a little bit, nibble, nibble, mm-hmm. nibble, and then you find the wafer, and it was always really disappointing. Disappointing. Mm. I never had. A, I never got that. Get got one? Did you? Um, no, I don't think I ever did. No. I might have got half a finger once, and that's again yeah, not, not no. a sexual thing. Just Never that half a finger, and it was lovely. <laughs> also, whenever I have a Kit Kat, I have to do the bite the bite the chocolate off the edge, yeah, and then the nibble side. the edges. Yeah. When Steve eats any kind of chocolate bar, he just shoves it in his gob, 
And he goes, we can't oh, tease no. it. And I'm like, no. Oh, no. You've got to, you've got to Exactly. You've got to process it. Exactly. Yeah. How do you eat a piece of caramel as well? I'd like if you're buying a, 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 um, a Cadbury's caramel bar. Like, yeah. You've got to bite the end off. Bite the end suck, off. Suck, yeah. suck the caramel. Suck the caramel yeah. out. And then eat, and the, then eat and, the rest, yeah. And how do, you, how do you eat a Cadbury's cream egg? I very much eat a Cadbury's cream egg. I imagine that if I was a lesbian, it's how I would go down on a woman. That's <laughs> how I eat. It's how I'm right, I'm right right in there with the tongue action. Yeah, I think I think I do... Uh, I do. I quite like to break it though, and then use one side to scoop the other. The, the oh, onto the other side. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of that before. Yeah, but now I really want a hobnob, a Cadbury's cream egg, <laughs> um, and a Kit Kat. Um, right, right. Like, no, I tell you? what is a hob a, a, a hobnob sexual? <laughs> <laughs> a hobosexual. A hobosexual is a person who jumps into relationships to have a place to live. Oh, I see what they did there. Yeah, because I hope was a homeless person. So, um, an, un- context, an unkind word, by the way, an unkind word for a homeless person. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, these urban context. dictionaries are not down and not down with the political correctness. Context: uh, That fool's only with her for a roof. He's a homosexual. <gasps> so there we go. That's a homosexual. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, I, I wonder. I, I don't think I've, I've ever slept with anybody because, mind you, though, you need somewhere to live. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it depends on how nice their house is going to be. I wonder whether this just extends Ooh, to, yeah. um, yeah. actually upgrades. Upgrade yeah, just upgrades. Yeah. 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 So actually, yeah. That if you don't like your own house, you kind of just. Yeah. Just kind of do a little surveillance of what somebody else might have, well, and then go, yeah, same- I'd like to live here. It's the urban dictionary of gold digger. Yeah. House yeah, digging. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. well then. There we go. There we go. Um, to be honest, I preferred the concept of shagging a pack of biscuits. What is a sandy vagina? <laughs> what, a sandy vagina? Yeah. Okay, well, okay. Well, I mean, surely this one is just like, it's like Ron Seal. It just does what it says on the tin, right? Like this is when you go to the beach. And this happens to me all the live long day, by the way, right? When I'm on the beach, you go to the beach. And like, I don't I don't entirely even know how this happens as such, but I can just be sat on a towel on the beach. But yeah, I come home and like three hours later, I pull my knickers down to have a wee and it is like the whole of the Sahara falls on the bathroom floor. <laughs> and I don't know where I have been smuggling this, like how high up it's got. I'm like... <clears throat> In your womb. Just, yeah, yeah, just like coughing out, coughing out the sand. But I have been, like, I, if if it was, I mean, I, I could maybe just smuggle a lot of illegal narcotics in my vagina because, like, the amount of sand that manages to get in there is, is ridiculous. So presumably, a sandy vagina is just when you go to the beach and it, everything just gets stuck in your flaps. Well, this is, this is what I like about Urban Dictionary. Oh, is it a red herring? Is it's it a, not it's, that? It's, it's 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 not that. No. A sandy, oh, a sandy vagina. Okay, okay, okay. Let me have another crack at the crack. Okay. Uh, a sandy <laughs> vagina. Is it, all right, and I don't know why my mind's just gone here. Is it something to do with Sandy from Greece? Like, tell me more, <laughs> tell me more. Which, by the way, is a film that has not aged well. If you listen oh. to the lyrics of that song, when you're like, oh, this summer night where he like kind of pressurized her into 
having yeah, sex non-consensual sex yeah and then went and told all of his mates and they're all like tell me all the details and he was like yeah all right i like fingers did you get very far yeah, did, yeah yeah it's not it's not a good one i don't think yeah, i can watch no. i don't think that's one to watch with the kids to be honest yeah so poor sandy he's got to change everything about himself just for john travolta to fall in love with her like get sewn into a slutty cat suit at the end never to go for a wee ever again but but to be fair john travolta was hot back then when he like John Travolta was a bit of me and I do get upset and this is nothing against John because it is just the natural aging process but here's the problem about being hot in films and you've been immortalized haven't you as looking a certain way and that's how John Travolta will always look for me and then when I actually see him in real life I go oh you know the way he's like oh in the song that's like how I feel when I see John Travolta now I go oh (laughs) how upsetting anyway and Anyway, okay, so is it something to do with Sandy from Greece? Oh, maybe it's when you kind of pimp your badge for a bloke to like you. Is that a Sandy vagina? <laughs> that, that's a Sandy vagina. Oh, my God. That is a Sandy vagina. When you, like, strap on a bit of, like, rubber, strap on, like, a bit of latex, stitch it up, bit of red lipstick around the clit or this something. Is what you were, this is what you were trying to get me to do last week. This is, this I was trying on, to get on. you to Sandy your Sandy badge your for your husband. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I got chills, they're multiplying. And I'm and then, losing meanwhile, my vagina's like this sweet little blonde girl with her, like, with her sort of bows in her hair and all that stuff. Yeah, so. this is what I'm imagining. Like, my, like uh, this is one for the audio watchers. I got chills, Move along they're multiplying. A bit. Move along. And I'm losing control. Cause the power you're supplying, it's electrifying. <laughs> Look at that, that dirty, slotty, sandy vagina. That is oh, a sandy. God. I will eat my sun hat <laughs> slash my child's gaming headphones. If that is not a sandy vagina, I feel passionately. Oh I feel I've gosh. got it. I feel I've cracked the crack. That is was it? amazing. That was amazing. So, is that it? um, you're not going to believe this. Is it? Is this that what it is? No. Oh. <laughs> really wish it was so I, f- I feel like this is this is the thing I knew when I saw Sandy Vagina I was like whatever Sophie comes up with is going to be way better than this but if you're out and about right and somebody who's being a bit narky being a bit pissed off bitching a lot they are a Sandy Vagina here's the example Phil says you're such a knob Andrew oh what's the matter you got a Sandy Vagina it's it's an insult. Oh, it's, it's calling insult. somebody a sandy vagina. Um, but do you think that is because if you actually do have a like sand in your vagina, like it's dead irritating and yes. it chafes. You're and an irritating you, twat. You're just an irritating twat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There, there you we go. go. Well, I kind of get the context of it, but it's a what I a, much what prefer a sh- yours. Yeah. You know what I want? You want to want to want? Honey. Okay, so I think it might be time for a little parenting tale slash fail. What do you reckon, Luce? Oh, I've got a good one this oh, week. Oh, I like it when we've got a corker. We've got a corker. Go for it. <sighs> okay, so I'm going to call this one the supermarket. Ooh. So, hi, Sophie and Lucy. Today, my husband took our son to the supermarket and experienced an absolute parenting fail. 
I don't often trust them to shop unsupervised, partly because it's when I listen to your pod- podcast. Nice. And partly, and partly because they can't always be trusted. To no, they right. cannot. No, no, no. No, they cannot. No. Um, we have to come back to this, but why is it always the mum's job to do the shopping and do it right? Oh, anyway. 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 Yeah. Eh, different type. So, but this time they managed. My husband got round to the end of the shop and was congratulating himself on getting everything in the list. But then he said, oh, wait. We forgot to get your baby bell. Then my son, who's age four, in front of an audience in the frozen chip aisle, put one hand on his hip, holds the other out in his exasperation and loudly declares, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the mannerisms as well. The mannerisms that I'm there for. And isn't it amazing when a child swears, but it's in context as well? Yeah, they it's know in context. I know, and they know, and it's exactly. When Jack was about a similar age, I heard him calling Evelyn a dickhead. And, but, but she, but she was being a dickhead. But she was being. I mean, he was probably he was a little bit older to be fair. He was in school, so he picked it up in school from one of his mates. But he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Jack." And he was like, "But she was being." I was like, "I don't. She was." But don't say it. Sorry. Anyway, as you were. <laughs> so this started Jane and she said so I think I'll be the one going to Sainsbury's for the foreseeable and that's yeah. from Jane oh Jane yeah. it happens to the best of us Jane for fuck's sake was she northern as well I really want to be that right I just really re- hope re- so just like re- northern just like fuck's sake uh, fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> but it's awful isn't it because I sometimes like have to catch myself because obviously now that Kit is of an age where he's picking up everything yeah. and if I'm frustrated I will just walk away from the room swearing so yeah. I'm waiting I'm waiting and it's gonna be somewhere public and I'm, I try yeah. really hard not to but it's yeah. it's 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 gonna come at some point isn't yeah. it? it's gonna come and just wait till when you actually censor yourself as well so I'm at the point now where I try really hard to censor myself if like something's just happening or if I drop something and you can't help it can you and I'm like oh there and Jack goes you were going to say shit. I'm like, shut up! I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no! My mum my my and dad used to always go, oh, sugar. <laughs> sugar butties. It's like, oh, sugar butties. <laughs> Just totally shit bastard, uh, innit? Sugar butty is a shit bastard. <laughs> <laughs> okay well brill that was lovely parenting fails story solidarity i think we've all been there and i think that's it for this week's podcast so join us next week for episode 13 unlucky for some but i'm sure we'll be absolutely banging there will be more stories there will be more urban dictionaries maybe we'll get bradley on for that episode no 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 it's picky bit season it's picky bit season um and there will definitely be some parenting tales slash fails um if you have any that you'd like to send into us you can send them to the usual address which is tired and tested at acast.com and we look forward to reading them hit the jingle it's the tired and tested podcast enjoy the safe play zone over half an hour of laughs and the occasional little moan normal life and all this strife is what we like to speak things like saggy boobs and hangovers that last a freaking week from perky tits to kill and it's a snack bitch when i'm dead i'm realizing the parenting is just living in bumworm dread happy listening to the podcast Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.